Nah, you ain't gotta like Craig. Just cause I stay high like Friday and some pilots. And it's so smoky. As long as you do something that impresses others and impresses yourself, you can live on through your art, through your creativity, through your sport, through your message, through your activism. You can become this person. It could be, you know, your message can be immortal, even though you're going to go away. Hey, everyone. I'm Jason V. This is Local Color, a show about the local color that makes Baltimore great. Today's guest is Terrence Frazier, co-founder of City of Gods in West Baltimore. A New York transplant, Frazier came up during a time when new possibilities presented themselves to blacks and hip-hop was emerging as a dominating force in music. Fraser talks about starting City of Gods, providing his congregation with sophisticated streetwear, and a compelling reason why many New Yorkers moved down to Baltimore. Stay tuned. The moment Terrence Fraser begins talking, you know he's a city cat. His New York accent is thick and undeniable. When I met up with him, it was still cold out. He wore a navy blue overcoat with a gray turtleneck and jeans. His shape-up was fresh. He was accompanied by Kevin and Malik, young men that he mentors. As mentioned before, Frazier grew up in New York. Where specifically? Queens, New York, in the house, you know, um, Springfield Gardens. A lot of people think it's a garden, but it's not. <laughs> it's just a, a suburb of, uh, of Queens. When you think New York, you think of the five boroughs. Boroughs are administrative divisions that split up New York City. I asked Frazier what it was like coming up in 1980s New York. It was really grimy, you know, in one sense. You know, it still had an appeal of being this international city, but it came through um, a reputation of grit, crime, had to be tough. And one of the biggest things that happened in uh, New York at that time, you had a big part of black people coming out of Harlem. It was a lot of people who were living in Harlem at that time, millions were living in in Harlem, and they started branching out to the various boroughs for living, housing. It was a shift, you know, um, culturally for, for blacks, but also for other people, it was still a lot of haves and have-nots. Now black people were leaving Harlem and settling into other boroughs. Was that because as it got farther and farther away from the civil rights era, like more black people were able to be like upwardly, upwardly mobile, so they were Correct, moving out? Correct, yeah. Upward mobility in the black community was a sign of the times in the 80s. It made people feel like anything was possible and miracles existed. Frazier recalls his parents buying their house in Queens. I remember um, my parents talking about how they bought the house for like $30,000 and, you know, leaving Harlem. The real miracle was buying a house for less than a year's tuition at an Ivy League college. As Frazier got older, he graduated high school and moseyed on down to Baltimore for college at Morgan State. Baltimore and the DMV was attractive to Frazier because it had many elements of home and Baltimore was a majority black city. There were also other attractive elements that make a New Yorker move down. The girls in Baltimore and D.C., you know, in Virginia, of course, are phenomenal. Life was good during Frazier's time at Morgan, but as an out-of-towner, he had to learn some things the hard way. Did you experience any culture shock or was there a shift in the culture when you moved down? You know... Just because places had grass and greenery didn't necessarily mean that they were nice. <laughs> so I got robbed one year just thinking that everything was cool. And, you know, and, and what we call it, yeah, it was, you know, by Northwood. Um, yeah. Or it wasn't Northwood. It was at the time, I think it was um, an area called, um, 
the Alameda. You know, you're thinking, hey, look, this is a nice area. You know, it's grass. The appearance here would be like, hey, this is a nice development. It has grass, it has greenery. You know, you're good. But, you know, somebody just comes out the shadow like, nah, you know, get down. You know, you're like, damn, you know, I thought this was, you know, suburbia life. Frazier finished his studies at Morgan State in One Piece and went on to start City of Gods with some co-founders. The name is an obvious homage to the Brazilian classic City of God. If you haven't seen it, finish listening to this first, then go check it out on Netflix. At its core, City of Gods is a clothing shop. And the biggest thing that we do is probably graphic design. We do a lot of prints that allow people to view our talent and, you know, I'm, we try to put some time a message on what we're doing so that we're not just a basic clothing line, but we have, you know, some elements that we want to surprise people, impress them with artistic ability. And sometimes we'll do the cut and sew part to try to get the garment down to a trend or something that is appealing to the consumer. It's sophisticated streetwear, you know, it's not basic um, in the sense of the garments, you know, they're constructed out of the best material possible, and we try to make it where it's appealing. You know, when you wear it, you know, people want to ask questions, like, where'd you get that from? You know, I like that message, and it sparks conversation. As Frazier said, City of God sells clothes, but represents much more. The language used on the website speaks of a congregation and calling fans and wearers of the clothing part of a family. Before the interview, Frazier had come from the mosque with Malik and Kevin. It's safe to say Frazier is spiritual, and that comes through in the clothing and the brand behind City of Gods. It's about finding that God within. We had talked about that and finding your greatness and what you're good at, you know. And we believe that, hey, your talent, your gift is a gift from God. A lot of times you have to look for it in different ways. So we came from the mosque and we were looking at different ways in which we could try to get a grasp on what is our, our best gifts and talents. So I think the city of God's, you know, the congregation, most of the people that we surround ourselves around has some type of curricular activity, whether it be a sports, you know, um, it could be music and it's also clothes. And everybody's trying to find out what is the, what their gift and their talent is, you know. So we call our congregation you know, family, because, you know, we all support one another in the endeavors and the dreams and making sure that we reach those in, in our lifetime, at least. Gods are immortal. They live forever. If you achieve greatness in this life, you too become immortal. That idea has become City of God's most popular slogan. As long as you do something that impresses others um, and impresses yourself, you can live on, you know, and through your art, through your creativity, through your sport, through your message, through your activism, you can become this person. It can be, you know, your message can be immortal, even though you're going to go away. You, know, you may get older, you may move away, but what you, the imprint you leave on others will be remembered. Gods never die. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more with today's guest, Terrence Frazier. Hey everyone, I'm Jason V. This is Local Color, a Baltimore podcast. Before the break, my guest Terrence Frazier talked about his clothing shop, City of Gods, and what it means to be part of their family. City of Gods produces shirts with graphics like a neon blue Jesus complete with halo and the hashtag Black Jesus underneath. 
Another shirt has their signature battle cry, God's Never Die, emblazoned across the front in spray paint typescript. City of Gods as a business represents the idea of individualism and uplift in the black community. We're always seen as consumers, but what happens when we become producers and owners? You could actually make yourself powerful and useful enough, no matter who's in the administration, that you become an asset um, to the world, to your community. In addition to selling clothes, City of Gods serves as a community hub. They host the Cool Conscious Book Club. Once a month, readers gather and discuss topics that wipe the dirt away from their third eye. If that's not enough, Gods also works with local artists to give them more exposure and even create special merchandise. We have a relationship with the YBS family where we made some graphic tees with them and supported their movement. And they support ours as well. COG has allowed artists to perform at the shop with over 100 live shows under their belt. Over the years and um, no violence. You know, never had, although there was one person that got knocked out, um, oh, 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 and they deserved it. They were drunk as hell. City of Gods also does work in Philly, and the brand works with Tall Reek, a brand lifestyle curator that's put on for a lot of local artists like the YBS crew and Chrissy Stay High. City of Gods has their hand in a lot of things happening in Baltimore street scene, and Frazier likes it that way. He wants guys to be a focal point and driving force for moving the culture forward. From the time of the interview until the time you're listening to it right now, the shop has hosted a Respect the DJ event, a rap battle, and a few book clubs. In the month of July, the City of God's basketball team will compete in the basketball tournament, a sponsored event broadcasted by ESPN. Prize money totals about $2 million. We, not gonna, we don't take home that much. They take home majority of the dough. They may hit us off with a little bit of dough. We can... Buy some Chipotle and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so how can people get in contact if they want to learn more about you or City of Gods and if they want to cop some threads, where do they go? Uh, you go to GodsNeverDie.com and you can also hit us on uh, Twitter at City of God Shop. You can hit us on Instagram, Gods Never Die. And you can also get us on you know Facebook, of course, City of God Shop. And where exactly is the storefront located? Uh, it's 1118 Holland Street. It's okay. in Baltimore, Maryland, 21223. Is that in uh, Highlands Market? By Highlands Market, um, B&O Railroad Museum. We're over by University of Maryland and Medical School. Before signing off, Frazier had some kind things to say about podcasting and the new media medium. I like these uh, podcasts and internet radio popping up, you know, and we can counter the, uh, the media and what they um, are trying to push on us and... Just keep doing what y'all doing. And, you know, the fake news is real. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it, it's coming from NBC, yeah. CNN. They're the fake news. You know, these other outlets are trying to get it right. Um, some of them are doing fake stuff. But I like what y'all doing, keeping it real, getting real stories, and um, bringing it to the people. How you get caught and you still lying? You must really be slow like the real kind. I'm just glad I ain't put in no real time. Lose my number and don't hit my phone line. Today's episode of Local Color was written, produced, narrated, edited, and published by me, Jason V. Follow Local Color on Instagram at Local Color Podcast. Head to Local Color's website, localcolorpodcast.com, where you can listen to the entire catalog. Also, please subscribe to Local Color on iTunes to get those push notifications when new episodes drop. Thanks for listening. I'm Jason V, and I'll be back with more local color. You must really think I'm down trying to pick me up in some car. Mm, you a sick dog. 
I just pulled it like six card. I'ma need me a sweet one. Somebody call me. Nah, you ain't gotta lie, Craig. Ain't no running.